Always your house. Welcome to this episode 154. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey, hey. What's up, everyone? And this is Bobby coming back to you with another week and thankfully another week of another win. Here we go, guys. like a race car <laughs> I, I don't know i jumped on the lane and it just kept going sorry about that <laughs> you just you just had to accelerate like yeah off yeah, you yeah. go yeah 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 here comes another <laughs> week a week of the rain the galaxy is winning let's go <laughs> oh my god how are you guys doing i'm all right i'm really tired right now yeah bobby <laughs> we woke bobby up from a nap yeah, yeah. <laughs> to uh, to do the show, so be be thankful, people. Bobby should be sleeping in thirties here with you guys. Uh huh. <laughs> talking in race mode. All right. Yeah, you don't seem tired at all. Actually, no. This yeah. is that's that's when the the endorphins hit, and I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> the delirium. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna be like when Lisa Simpson drank the uh, the the water from the oh, yeah. stuff ride. <laughs> oh shit! I, I know. am the Lizard Queen. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that now. I'm just seeing I'm seeing her eyes. I'm seeing it all happening. Or like Bart <laughs> eating a slushy, you know. And we go blank. All right, <laughs> we go blank. All right, <laughs> David, how are you? Oh man, it was good. We we went to the. Galaxy game, I, you guys were there, obviously. Uh, or, or, sorry, Lewis, you were there, yeah, obviously. Bobby was not there. He was not able to make it. Um, Andrew's game got, uh, he couldn't go to his game. He uh, he got sick over, like, Friday night. And he was just not, he wasn't feeling well. So we figured we, we didn't want him to play. But then, of course, like all kids, a couple hours after the morning, he's totally fine running around doing all the things that a five-year-old should be doing. So, um, so we so we went to the game. So I was like, "All right, kids, we're packing up and going to the game." <laughs> so that's you? what we did. Yeah, um, a friend of mine from work, um, her her boyfriend who moved here from Colorado, um, he's been to a couple of games with us now, but he's a huge Zlatan fan, and so he came to the game on on Saturday, and he was super excited. And then uh, I think at some point he's like, you know, I think I'm going to go get food. And as he was getting up, that's when the, Zlat- the first Zlatan goal happened. And I started cracking up because I was like, oh, my God, this is just like that Heineken commercial. Yep. Did he make Did he? <laughs> he made he made the Pirlo face. <laughs> <laughs> he went full on Pirlo. Like he just looked at us like, oh, God, I just missed it, didn't I? There's no and, there's there's no other face that I can relate to more. When he makes that face <laughs> at the end of the Heineken commercial, I can't, I can't not giggle to myself because I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's such a great face, and like I've had that moment many times. Oh my god, many yes. times where I've gotten up, where I've gotten up, or like Cruz will ask me, like, "Hey, can you get me this from the garage?" And I'll step out and then yep. go. I think I think out of all the three of us, you're the reigning champion when it comes to that. Because I've been sure. around you so many times when that happens, and I'm like, Cruz, let him watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. And then what's what's funny is that there's another moment in the Heineken commercial that reminds me of myself, and it's the guy, the one where where the guy's falling asleep on the couch. 
<laughs> yeah. Because I'm, I, I'm just like, oh, dude, that's me playing FIFA late night. I'm just sitting yeah. there like totally falling asleep. And then all of a sudden I wake up and I'm like, oh, God, I have the ball. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, have been, I've, I have been playing more late night FIFA because I will be re-entering the, the Squadcast FIFA um, group in, uh, in when they start their second division, uh, I think at the end of this month. So apparently I have to play with a J-League team. And let me tell you, I know nothing about the J-League. I know one team and I'm probably not going to get them. So I've been practicing with J-League teams uh, in the last couple of nights that I played FIFA. Interesting. It is not fun. It is not fun. Oh my God. It doesn't sound like it's fun, but then again, like, I guess it's a different, different, uh, beast, but uh, I think I've gone down to division four England and I I was able to take them to the premier league, but at least with them, it's like, Oh, well you're coming from England, you know, like, right. There's still some sort of, I don't want to say mystique, but, but you know, but you're playing, you're playing the computer, right? That's like the the offline seasons mode. Yeah, well, I, I mean, playing, I have I'm playing online against other senior, like other people. I, I've played. Well, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I've played FIFA 19. Let me see how many games have I played on FIFA 19. How many games did we play, David? I don't know, like two. Okay, I played two games on FIFA 19. <laughs> So yeah, because you just got it a little while ago, and you haven't really. Yeah. No, dude, I got it at Christmas. Eh, that's a little while ago, still to me. <laughs> compared to, compared to when it was released, I'm just saying. I guess. Because me and David got it right away, and you were yeah. like, "Eh, I'm gonna skip," and that's why, because you I, got it for Christmas. And then you got to gift it to you twice, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I got I got two copies of it. Well, then that means you should be on it doubly doubly time. <laughs> Doubly. Doubly time. Come on, get on it. <laughs> Double down that FIFA. That late night FIFA. <laughs> All right. So do we get into the game then? Yeah, let's Please. get into the game. Please. All right. Please. Uh, LA, LA hosted uh, the Philadelphia Union. My boys. I did not bring my scarf because I was full on uh, in LA Galaxy mode. I wore my throwback. Well, I would hope so. CM Fuego's jersey. Um. We ordered Bobby. I think Bobby and I both ordered the Cienfuegos. Uh, what, what, what's the company called, Bobby? Oh, I wish retro, I had it in front of retro, me. Retro Rasas or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I got the the. I got it too. I got the jerseys too. But they're they're yeah. Retros y raresas. Ra, rares. Okay. Raresas. I don't hurt yourself. <laughs> <laughs> And um, yeah, so I got mine. Mine was way too big. I got a medium, so they were super big. So I got to send them back and get a small. But yeah, yeah you, got, you got Salvadorian medium, dude. Dude, it was like pupusa medium. It was, it was, <laughs> it was kind of, when I put it on, I'm like, oh, I need like ten more pupusas. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I need to, I need to get a small, unfortunately. And then I gotta pay double shipping to send it back and to get my oh, replacements. Yeah, because they don't want to pay for that. That sucks. Um, but I mean, they're they're good quality. Like they're oh, they are. I mean, they're, they're super fine. good quality. Yeah. They're super good quality, and they're light. So like, they're not heavy. Like usually, when I see like replica jerseys, they're usually heavy, and and they look like they're gonna be like a a, a jersey you're gonna sweat in. This one looks like there's right. actual breathing room. 
Well, yeah, that's the thing about the the actual jersey, like the the Budweiser patch that's on the back. Mm-hmm. Those things were like not flexible at all. Oh it no! Was like yeah, a, yeah. It was like an iron-on patch yeah. that put like you know almost a pound of weight on on the jersey itself. Uh, Patches Lewis, power. remember? I, I know. <laughs> Not that much. It feels like that when you're trying to run real fast. It was for aerodynamics, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, Lewis, I always remember that, uh, was it the 97 or the 98 jersey? Yeah. That you showed Cienfuegos? Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because I was, I was about to bring that up when you guys were talking about the sweat. Is Yeah. So there was a... Uh, I had brought the 97, 98 jersey to a season ticket event. I think it was the first year that the, that the uh, I guess at the time, the Home Depot Center was opened. I think it was the first season there. Yeah. And so they had like a bunch of, uh, they, had, they had the team uh, just uh, there for autographs. So I actually have the entire, was it 2003 team signed the 1997 jersey. Um, I'll take bids on that, by the way. So just, <laughs> I, I just want to put that out there. Yeah, the kids um, got to go to college. My kids got to go to college. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. So um, when Skinfuegos, when I got to Skinfuegos, he, he looked at the jersey he, and he had like this smile on his face, but then this also look of disgust. And because he, te- he ends up telling me, he's like, oh, <laughs> God, I hate this jersey. <laughs> like I this thing was like, the heaviest thing to wear out there it felt like you were wearing like a backpack on you while you were playing because <laughs> he, oh, he said it was so gross it was so heavy like the jersey itself was heavy enough and the material in it just kind of made you like uh and it got you even sweatier and so with you know the jersey just kind of like soaking in all that sweat it made made the jersey even more heavier and he said it was just like uh a horrible uh horrible jersey to to play in and they, yeah, I'll, I'll always remember that. So I still have that jersey. Once again, I'm taking bids. So <laughs> if you guys are interested in uh, a 2003 LA Galaxy team signed 1997 jersey, that's a that's a, <laughs> that's a good team too. It's uh, Tyrone Marshall and uh, Chris Albright, Pescadito, right? Yeah, there's th- th- there's some good players on there. So yeah, I still have it. The the, the only thing is, is that like a Peter Vianas, I believe, is also on there. I not, I don't remember if Vianas was on there or not. That's all. Trying to, like, it's funny because like I was thinking like, do I have Vianas in there? I know Simon Elliott's is on there. Ah, uh, Simon Elliott. Yeah. yeah. Tristan Bowen. Is that the no, right era? No, I don't think so. It's a little. That, that's a little later, I think. Oh no, I might be thinking about Gavin Clinton. Mm, possibly. No, I think it's after Gavin Glinton. Gavin Glinton was on the 97-98 squad, I think, but not the 2003. Because I remember mm. Gavin Glinton at the Rose Bowl. I don't remember him at the at the Home Depot Center. Oh, okay. I, I, I could be wrong, but I, I don't remember. I, I I will defer to Galaxy history for that. Yes. Yeah. All right. But, so. uh, but, but Lewis, Lewis, as always, you uh... – you you were handling the twitters. Uh, you got the first half, and uh, and and you asked me to to take the second half as uh, we usually do. We switch off, and we do. Uh, yeah, I usually some, do the whole game. Some, sometimes sometimes we do. Uh, when <laughs> when I feel like doing it, we do. Play um, along, Lewis. So so of course, <laughs> so of course, when you asked me to switch off, I did what any good uh, podcasting partner did. I grabbed your kid, and I. Uh, <laughs> I kept them entertained for most of the second half, for a good portion of the second half. <laughs> yeah, it was actually the first uh, the first game I, I took my son to. He won't remember a damn thing, but boy, will he hear about it <laughs> later <laughs> on. Yeah, so his first game, 
Uh, so, so that was actually pretty cool. I also ended up taking uh, three coworkers of mine as well. Um, uh, two of them uh, was their, the first time going to a Galaxy game. And uh, they liked it. Uh, they liked it so much. One of them was actually going to the Friday game already. Nice. He already got, yeah, he already got his ticket. So he, he bought a jersey before the game. Um, and, and this guy is completely ab- like new to the sport, which is the reason why he went. He, his kids are starting to play soccer and they're starting to get into it. And so he has absolutely no idea about any players. So he literally bought a, a Zlatan jersey not knowing who he was. That's no. how like – Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah, he had no idea who Zlatan was. That, he was so – like, he was so stoked that Zlatan scored two goals because that's the jersey that he bought. He goes, oh, I guess I picked the right jersey. Like, he had no idea who he was. And <laughs> so, like, and then he was like, I think I brought him luck for getting that jersey. Like, <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think those are his first two goals of his career, bro. You got to start on the right track. Oh, you, bro. Oh, Good thing you're getting in you. early, buddy. Good thing you're getting in early. <laughs> yeah, so he was completely oblivious to the sport, so he wants to learn about it. So, he, you know, I'm the soccer guy at work, so he was asking me, like, hey, you know, let me know when, you know, the, the Galaxy play and blah, blah, I want to get into this. So, yeah, he went to his first game. So he he had a good time. So he liked it. And like I said, he's uh, he's going on Friday. He already got his tickets. He told me, he's like, I'm going to Friday's game. I'm like, oh, cool. So you might have a new uh, Galaxy fan there. And then uh, one of my other coworkers, I think this is like his second game. Uh, he is uh, apparently a Red Bull fan, apparently. Uh, but I think it was more like his family uh, was following he's born Marquez. Into it. Not born into it, but I think they were just following Rafa Marquez, and then he was just like, okay. And, but he's also like, I, I, I want, it was someone in his family who was like from New York, because he, apparently he also likes the Yankees. But he's slowly starting to move away from that, and he's slowly starting to say, like, I, I think I'm going to become a Galaxy fan. So I'm like, all right, cool. Nice. So, so, so uh, it's a good times there for uh, for us on, on Saturday. We've done, we've done, and it was a good thing, because, because I, I think... The, uh, the, the guy who wants to learn about soccer, uh, I told him uh, about the Minnesota game. And he had asked me around that time. And I said, you know what? We don't have our team. Our team is injured. We're not looking good. I don't want you to go to a game and then kind of be turned off. Like, oh, that's the way they play. Oh, they don't look too good. And and Minnesota ended up being our like the best game we've played all season. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I told him that he starts laughing. He's like, all right, well, next game, next game. And so... Um, yeah, but nobody would have said for him to go to that game. Like, that was a surprise for everyone, to be honest. The performance, yeah. yeah the, the performance, the performance yeah. 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 But he still saw a victory. Uh, to, let's go ahead and get into the game, guys. 2-0 uh, victory over the, the Union. A tale of two halves. Yes. Uh, uh, damn it. For sure. I was, uh, was going to yell at you preemptively to be like, don't use the dumb tale of two halves cliche. But there you go. You've done it. I've done it. You've done it. Tale of you two halves. In it. Now it's do now you, we're in do it. You, do you want to say one of your David saving, sayings? What What would you call it? A little bit of this, a little bit of that. I don't know. Oh, my God. It's not a good one. <laughs> <laughs> we are, hey, uh, I guess. Sometimes, I, I, sometimes you win. Other times you say something stupid. So can I say, even though they, I know I'm going to do an overview here, but we'll, we'll get into it. But uh, since I was the only one not at the game. Uh, and watching it on broadcast, mm-hmm. I wasn't really hit with the infectious bug of having a, a, a you know, having good atmosphere uh, and to be happy just to be there. So to me, watching the game, 
It was boring as fuck. Both halves. Wow. See, halves. I, I, that, I, I will. <laughs> yeah, because I, I will totally. Maybe the second half, but I actually thought it was a pretty good game. The first half yeah. was. Well, of course, you're going to give that a little bit more the first half because we did actually better. But, but two, the but, two halves, the two halves were not good. It was not an entertaining game. I'm not saying we didn't play well the first half. I'm just saying it was boring, and it wasn't an enter- entertaining ge- a game. You know, nobody, I, st- nobody stuck around the TV to watch the game. Only me, and there was like over like 20 people in that house, and nobody sat and watched that game. And there, and there are Galaxy fans there too, and they just like, uh, okay, we're gonna go, we're gonna go do this. Really? It was a very boring game. Good, Even I was me. sitting there going like. <sighs> I know, because you text, you're like, is, is this going to be the game that we look back onto? And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> that's, and, and seriously, like, that's how I felt. I was, that's why know, I'm it, trying to say the infection. Like, that's how it the, felt. That's what I'm trying to say. The infection and the vibe of being in the stadium makes you feel that way. But being stepped back, not being there, it was very unentertaining, boring game, well, in my so- opinion. Whatever, whatever was going around that infected me with that feeling, it was going around the entire stadium because everyone that I talked to at halftime was absolutely buzzing. They were like, oh, That's my God. Saying. You're making my point. You're yeah. making my point. There were a couple of people that said, and, and I don't disagree here. Uh, I think Guestman also said the same thing. And I was kind of like, hmm, because like, it kind of went through my head as well. The first half of that game was the best half that they played the entire season. Mm. It was a bet. I wouldn't even say that either. And and I remember tweeting like this because see th- that's why I disagree with you because at least the first half I had a, a hell of a lot of fun. I even tweeted out this. Look team again, is I, w- I would so- I probably would have had fun being there too in the first half. Watching your team win up 2-0 in the first half is a fun thing. You're gonna enjoy that. But it was a boring game. I mean, for it to take over four minutes to get a penalty kick shot. I mean, come on. And then how much? look how much extra time extra time they had in the first half. It was because that whole first half was such a waste of time. Disagree. Mm. Like, hard, yeah, di- hard yeah, disagree. Yeah, hard, hard disagree. I, I hard agree. The disagree. VAR took way too long. Yes, I 100%. Rewatch the, re-watch that, the broadcast. Killed- I understand that you guys have a different feeling being at the stadium because, of course, that's fun. Rewatch the broadcast. Trust me. I did. I, I did. Well, that's why I live did, soccer is I, fun. I saw the replay. Yeah, well, I, I not, saw the not, replay. We're not debating that. I'm just saying, <laughs> be, being stepped back away from it, giving yourself a little bit of space, you'll see that it's not. It wasn't really that fantastic of a game. Mm. Well, I saw the replay. Well, I'll be honest. I saw the or first half because I mean, yeah, the first half because I di- I didn't want to watch the second half, but I saw the replay of the first half and I didn't feel like, huh. Like, like what you did, like, oh, maybe this was, you know, a little over exaggerated. I actually still felt like, man, this fucking team is is firing on all cylinders right now. What the hell happened in the second half? And so I never got that feeling that it was a boring game. Uh, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe it just brought back memories of like, oh, I remember that play. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and it took me back to the stadium, maybe. But I never, ever once got that. You might be one of the in a small minority that well, that again, was a, but a, let's, a but let's make overall. yeah, but let's make it clear. I'm not saying that they play poorly in the first half. I said right. it was just a boring game. Yeah. It was not right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, well, I so so okay. So let's go ahead and talk about the first half because that's where all the good stuff happened. So let's get let, let's get that out of the way. Um, Zlatan looked like he was on his way to scoring like a hat trick before halftime because that team was just like as I said, firing on all cylinders. 
uh, it, it just looked like they couldn't be stopped. And Philadelphia just absolutely, I mean, they couldn't do anything. They were absolutely, like, once they got to the midfield, there were, like, three guys swarming around, like, any given player. They could they could do absolutely nothing. Um, it was, like, a, a perfectly executed first half by the Galaxy. Amen. That that's it. Go ahead and jump in. That's it. That's yeah, it. Okay. Yeah. No, they did really well to stunt to stunt Philadelphia for sure, um, oh. and and it was because of the majority of the possession they were able to hold that ball so well. Um, what were you gonna say, Dave? No, I was gonna say that um, Marco Fabian goes out pretty early um, in the well. I would say midway in the in the second half. Right, he came out first. In the, sorry, that's what I meant. The first half, um, he came out with an injury. What's funny is that. It, I had just gotten done talking to um, <clears throat> the dude who uh, who missed the Zlatan goal. He was asking me about Philadelphia. He's like, well, is this team any good? And I told him, like, oh, they're on a winning streak. And uh, they just signed this guy, Marco Fabian, who is really talented, but he can't stay healthy. Um, and then no more than like three minutes later, he goes down with the, the injury. And I was like, oh, well, there you go. He's coming off. <clears throat> so... Um, I think the the game changed at that point where, um, you know, Philadelphia was trying to get out of the half and they made their adjustments. Um, But as far as the Galaxy goes, um, Rolf Felster also goes out with an injury in this game. And and this is, I think, a big reason why the – the style of play changed because Rolf Felcher so different. Yeah. And that's, I think that's, he's a big reason why it was so different. Um, I, I partially agree with you and I, and I'll also give my take for the second half as far as that same argument, but I, I got to Marco Fabian was already being neutralized before he was out. There was no, there was nothing that he was doing that made me believe, at least up to that point, that he was going to change the game. They had a plan for him, and they took—they completely took him out of the game uh, while he was in there. I mean, I, I think like he had like that half, that half-ass shot from like thirty-five yards out that mm-hmm. you know, like was absolutely ill-advised. I mean, that's the closest he ever got. I mean, he was completely neutralized. That the Galaxy were completely ready for him. And uh, it was unfortunate that he went down because, uh, I mean, Philadelphia obviously suffered. Uh, I'm sure their game plan had a lot to do uh, with with Fabian, but the Galaxy were absolutely ready for him. And they absolutely dominated in every sense of the word, from possession to passing. We talked about how, like, the, the, the passing in the the Minnesota game and how the numbers stacked up in that Minnesota game if the Galaxy played the same way in the second half, the, the, the passing numbers would have went way over the Minnesota game. Like the, 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 the accuracy, the, the passes completed would have went way beyond the, the, the Minnesota game had they played uh, the same way in the second half. And so I just think, at least to start the game, they were ready for Philadelphia. There was nothing that they, that, that they could have done. Um, and yeah, and thankfully I, that they, thankfully that they're, they're at least starting to play that way, you know, like to make sure that they, they handle it a little bit earlier on in the game and not really just fall back and try to figure out what's going on, what's wrong. Um, well, one of the, one of the things that I said in the, 
I believe it was the the Portland game. No. Uh, no, it had to be the Vancouver game because that was also a tale of two halves. Um, I had Ooh, said otro. that... Otro. <laughs> uh, well, we, were, we already dubbed it because David couldn't come up with anything better. Um, I had said in the Vancouver game that if you're going to have one good half and one bad half, I would prefer to be have a bad first half and have a good second half. I'd rather start off slow and finish strong than the other way around. And what people were saying after the Vancouver game, they're saying, yeah, you had a bad first half, you started off slow, but overall, everyone was happy with the performance. Everyone was um, satisfied and praising the Galaxy for their for their adjustments, for their, their second half uh, dominance. Completely different tune in this game. Sure, you were all over the galaxy, you were praising the galaxy, but we left with kind of a dissatisfied taste in our mouth because we didn't finish strong. And we couldn't even score again And what we thought was going to be a blowout. And you were playing with 10 men, uh, or Philadelphia only, was playing only with for, 10 men. Only for the last 15, 20 minutes. But in twenty minutes, a lot can happen. Yeah, yeah, but you can't, you can't, you can't hold on to that all the time. If we have a team, and we've had the team that does that, where they usually come back in the second half because we have to, we have to rally back. That's not a good team. That is not a winning way to win. That is not a way that you should be looking into playing a game. I know you're trying to say, oh, whether you should pick either or the latter, but. Eh, neither is really no. that great, but <laughs> it, it, well, I mean, obviously, the the most optimal choice is to play a full ninety minutes of perfection, but that sure, is also yeah. that is That's also what every team tries to do every week, right? Every, exactly, yeah. but you know, to expect that perfection every day, uh, uh, every game of like the entire season, that's unrealistic. It's not going to happen. You're gonna win. You're gonna have to win those ugly games. You're gonna have to go through your your growing pains, or you're going to have to go through those like tough times. And then you, hopefully you're able to, to figure it out. But I'm just th- saying th- that if we're going to be rallying at the second and a half, just to make, make ends meet, that's, that shows a weakness in the team overall I, in, no, in no, a long, I, longer I, standing. You know I, I, mean? think, I, I think, I think what's probably more of a, a, a better way to, to explain this. And uh, this is something that um friend of the show, Mark Villa has uh, said to me today was that when he talked to Dennis DeClosa about what he wanted to see uh, from the Galaxy this year, um, he said that the Galaxy hasn't had a team that controlled the controlled the other team, controlled the game, and then stepped on their throats and didn't let them let up throughout the entire 90 minutes. We've never yeah. seen that from the Galaxy. Yeah, and yeah. I think we that's just, what Lewis just is happy to be. Yeah. And I think that's what Lewis is talking about. So you can take the positivity of, look, we played a really bad second half. And I, I wouldn't say really bad, just we lost a little bit of control. We gave too many chances to Philadelphia, and we survived it. We didn't get a goal scored on us. We nearly did, but we didn't. We survived it. We got the shutout. We got the win at home. Well, that's that's, po- that's a positive it. thing. Right. <laughs> so, but, but, that's, but, but, that's the positive there. And but, then, but here's – but here's well, the thing, and, and you brought up, and you brought up the closer, and and that, that's that. This is where I'm going to go with with with, uh, with my point here is that after the Portland game, it wasn't the prettiest game. It was an ugly game. We ended up winning, and we said, "Look, if this was last season, we would have taken those three points and ran, and nobody would have questioned the performance, or a majority of people would not have questioned the performance. They would have said, "You got three points. Take it. Shut up." 
this season is completely different. Chris Klein lowered our expectations. We talked about this for the past two seasons. He lowered the teams and the fans' expectations into believing that simply making the playoffs was the only realistic goal that we had. Beklosa has come in and has absolutely changed that. Look at the, what we're doing now. We are criticizing the team for not performing well for 45 minutes. Granted, I still that, would be doing that. <laughs> no, I know, and, and, and that's why I they, know. Well, that's but that's what the show is about. We criticize everything, whether we're playing well or not. <laughs> no, no, but but that's kind of my point. Because Bobby, you're always on a team's performance. It doesn't yep. matter if they win or lose. It's just yep. how did you how did you look doing it. Yeah. And obviously, I mean, at the end of the day, results are the only thing that but matters. But it's also it's also indicative you, in what you're going to see in I, games but, 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 c- collecting. You know what I mean? It's not just, oh, okay, and, we right, did really exactly. well that one game. Now the next game is going to be a wash. It's going to be all new. That's not what it is. That's why if you pay attention, right. instead of just yeah, wins and losses, and, then you know. And this, yeah. is, and, and this is the new expectation that the Glosa and Scalotta have created for the fans, is that it's not just good enough that you're winning. It's not just good enough that... Your, your record right now shows that you're one of the top teams in MLS. It's yeah, not just good absolutely. enough being undefeated at home. You have to There's still a play to a fixed. full game. Every player, well, with the exception of Zlatan, every player last season probably would have got defensive in that, hey, we got three points. What the hell are you complaining about? This season, not the case. The players were upset at themselves that they were not able to score again in the second half. Zlatan was furious. I mean, and David, I mean, David, uh, Bobby, you saw the broadcast. Yeah, I didn't did. see it until after that when the whistle, when the final whistle blew, Zlatan was fucking furious. Oh, he was that super guy was, mad. Yeah, he was going <laughs> off on everybody. That guy was just like unbelievable. They just came off of a shutout victory, winning their fourth in a row at home, sitting at at, uh, at five and one at, th- at third overall in all of MLS. And Zlatan is fucking livid on the field. Yeah, that is the he, expectation. And knows, the other players how things are playing exactly. out on the field. And now the other players are starting to, to feel the same way. The other players were also saying, we did not do what we were supposed to do in the second half. We should have scored another two goals at least in the second half, especially playing up against two men. And I even said that right after the game to you, David. I go, I'm disappointed that we didn't score again against a 10-man team. And and that is the expectation that we now have, which totally. is a good thing because we're not lowering our, our standards. We are raising them. But this is also so so look oh, at it this my way. standards have always been high for them. Even when yes. they're losing. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um look at it this way. They they went up against a Philadelphia team who also likes to press. Um they completely suffocated him in the first half. And then Jim Curtin made his adjustments. He made his adjustments and he kind of caught uh, Scoloto off guard. Um, you have to also take into consideration that Rolf Felcher, who's been probably one of the best, better players, and certainly one of the players that has been um, the most helpful in that overlapping attack that Scoloto uses. Yeah, had he went out injured in the what 65th minute uh, with a potential groin injury. And you had to bring in your seventeen-year-old backup in Julian Araujo, right? So but he, so so already I, I, there. There's, I mean, yes, no, we're already on the back foot. I, I yeah, exactly. I, we're I already on the back foot that. there, but but that's also Jim Curtin being a good coach and making the adjustments and pushing the right buttons on his players to attack 
the galaxy in a different way and create chances. That's, I, that's what coaches do. They make adjustments. They make they make the other coach adjust. It took the galaxy a while to do that. But I but but the thing is, I don't think that they fully because even if they he did make his adjustments, you can tell that the energy level went down uh, at the start of the second half. I mean, ju- just just from the kickoff, just from the kickoff, they had an opportunity. They never got a shot off, but they had to recover. I mean, they they tried the long ball, Shelvick. I don't know, misses or, you know, he, he loses his man. I forgot who it was. And he's he's off to the races. And now all of a sudden, the defense is scrambling in the first five seconds of the second half. And they never let up. So it's not so much adjustments as much as they came out really, really flat and too comfortable. They probably thought that this game was over at that point. That's a mental thing, which I'm sure Scalotto will address or has addressed at this point. And... Felcher being out in the 65th minute, sure, it's going to take down, uh, you know, the level of, of both your offense and your defense. But you had 20 minutes of you're already kind of on the back foot. You weren't in any, like, super, like, danger. Like, look, that goal is going to drop on us where you know they're going to score. I never felt that way. But give it long enough, hey, you might topple over. Luckily, that didn't happen. And I think the red card, the second yellow card to, um, to Trusty, I think that yeah. was a bailout. I think that was a bailout because that's when we got "quote unquote" return uh, control of the game again. So right. I think at that point we, we were got control the game. Out. We we got control of the game again, but we didn't look dangerous. I don't know. That. Actually, I, well, I don't know. There was a couple. There were a couple plays where I mean, Zlatan probably should have scored. I think uh, he tried a scorpion kick at one point. Oh uh, man, Allison. soccer gods are being dicks this year. Oh <laughs> yes. Well, we, let Philly us also have those. Hit, Philly also hit the post. That was that. That was it. That was the only. That that was the only like real scramble. It was that one scramble. And they hit the post, and that was it. There was never any other real like significant danger from that team. I mean, the the, the fact that we're still arguing about oh they had a you know poor second half. I mean, they they didn't allow a goal. I mean, there are still positives. Yeah, it could be poorer second halves. Right, and, <laughs> but but I, they didn't allow a goal with a seventeen year old defender. On their on their back line, yeah. So I mean, uh, all in all, it, it, there's still obviously some good things to take away from that, as as what David was saying. But at the same time, like our expectations have risen, and not only that, I just think it's also in our subconscious. Like, hey, how many bad second halves did you have last season? How many points did you how lose? Many, how many because of those? Oh, I'm sorry. A ton. How many how many games did we play last season? Yeah, uh, quite a bit. That's how many. There it is. So I mean, I think for a that, number, and he just he just went ahead and went. Yeah. He's like, okay, fuck it. That's how many. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, th- that's probably still in our subconscious. Like, hey, you have a bad half, or you have a bad first half. I'm sorry, you have a bad second half. You're up three goals, but you ended up drawing the game. You just lost two points. How many yeah. times did we sing that tune last season? So maybe that's still in our mind. Nope, you cannot do this this season. You're not allowed to do this in this season. It is on our mind. You, and right yeah, we're, now, we're a little snake bitten by that. But it, but right, it's, exactly. But it's because it's because it's not that far off. You know what I mean? It's not that far off, and it is something that does need to be fixed. I mean, if we're not able, I mean, yeah, we didn't allow a goal in, but if if we're not able to still control the game and be be the 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 aggressive team in the second half, there needs to be some growth there. I mean, like we you've already said, and we're we're circling around this already, but like you've already said, Lewis. You know, the, the team knows that their expectations have to be a lot higher now. Like, there's just yep. no way. 
I mean, honestly, that's just how it should be for any team and any player in general. Um, but it but it all depends on on your surrounding environments and captains and leaders uh, whether they they push that into you or they allow you to just be content. Right, and that, and that's exactly what I think the Los Angeles are doing is that they are telling them no, it's not just good enough to win the game. How did you win the game? Are you looking good winning the game? You know, are you squeaking these victories or are you dominating the game? And I think I mean obviously that's a good thing. We, I don't think, uh, as Davis uh, had pointed out, I don't think we've ever had a Galaxy team that really did that. And going back to David's point about Marco Fabian going out in the first half, if Fabian is still there in the second half, chances are at least one goal is scored. The way we came out in the second half, I got to believe that at least to some degree, maybe a goal does drop. I don't know. We don't know. Maybe, and, and, maybe, maybe not. Maybe Philadelphia comes out differently. Maybe, maybe they maybe they, never know. Because part of the thing that that worked so well in the first half was, like it, like you said, Fabian was neutralized completely, and that was because you had the galactic triangle just sucking everything up um, within that midfield. And so when they brought in, um, was it Madunian that came in for Fabian? I believe so. Um, they had to change their point of attack in the second half, so. That's probably, again, I'm not excusing the second half for, I'm not excusing the Galaxy for coming out flat, but I'm also giving credit to Philadelphia for making the right adjustments and putting us on our toes for, for a good portion of the game, of the second half at least. Um, so who, who knows, maybe if Fabian stays on the field, they continue attacking the same way, maybe, maybe, a, different goal, maybe a different result happens. Maybe the Galaxy don't lose control. Maybe we. Uh, I you know, was once. We'll, we'll never know. Something that we'll never know exactly. Yeah, but I mean, but I mean, you were just speculating about. Well, you know, maybe Philadelphia scores a goal if Fabian stays on. We'll never know. Well, we yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll never know. But I, I also feel that, uh, like I said, I, I think that that red card really half bailed us out. Yeah, uh, we that was that was in the seventy fifth minute. Well, it was pretty way, late. It, I mean, things could have still. They still could have found a way to get a goal in, but yeah, that was pretty late. Uh, what, what do you guys think about uh, Arahu? He was, I mean, for a 17-year-old, I think he did fine. Yeah. I mean, he didn't stand out. I, I, it looked like he was very uh, confident on the ball. Um, I, I found uh, that he, he, uh, his skill level is, uh, it, he'll be fun to watch. Um, and I got to figure that Felcher is not going to be there for the Houston game. So I think Arahu is going to have to start. And um, his confidence better be up because they're going to be attacking him in that game. They're going to test him over and over and over again. Uh, if anything, um, well, I'll get into that when we, when we preview the, the Houston game. But overall, I mean, he, he did a decent job for a 17-year-old getting you know kind of just thrown in there. Um, I didn't think he did too bad. He didn't do great either. Uh, yeah, I mean, out of he- position. He did, no- times. he did nothing to make you angry and be like, get that kid out of here. But he did <laughs> He did well enough to be like, oh, he's, oh, okay, he's doing fine. But you're not really focusing on him as much. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think I think and that's why he, he in, gets my man of the match. Oh, come no, on. Sorry. I don't know. It's, it's the closer. <laughs> come on. You know, you, <laughs> you know what's going on. It's the closer. Um, Dude, it's Gustavo. Oh, uh, is it though? Are we sure? Are you sure there's not a third one? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Um, 
I thought that when he came in, obviously when he came in, you know, it's it's a big moment for him. He's getting his only his second game as a pro. Um, he looked a little bit out of sync, but he found the game, and I thought he was he was fine. He didn't really have to do anything defensively. Um, and going forward, I thought he was actually really good um, after he kind of got settled. So, um, so it's promising to see. Uh, he looks like he fits more into the Scalotto style than he, than Rolf Felcher does. But um, with Felcher out of the game, we were definitely missing um, the the cross, the crosses that were coming in from from the right side. So, um, you know, we'll. I, I, I'm confident that we'll see a little bit more of him, but I don't think we're going to see a lot more of him. Um, I actually don't think that he starts versus Houston, uh, but we'll get to that. Really? Yeah, I, I okay. think we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, I don't think he okay. starts versus Houston. Um, what did you guys think about Alessandrini? Um, still not his best game, but I, I will say that his second half was better than his first half. I think his second half, he he started to make better runs. I think he started beating defenders because the first half it seemed that like he couldn't get by any defender and his passes weren't getting to where uh, they were supposed to be. In the second half, I think he really picked it up. I think that offensively he looked a little bit more in sync with everybody else. I had a feeling that he was going to get his goal. I really did. And um, he was close to a goal. He was close to an assist. Yeah, that deflected Uh, shot, right? Yeah. So I, I I thought he played much better uh, in the second half than he has uh, since coming. Or he had his best game in the second half, um, better than any other time that he's come back uh, since his, his injury. Um, yeah, and, and I mean again, every that's... every game every game he keeps growing into in, into the mold with this team, and that's something that we've been talking about that that's going to end up happening. I mean, again, this is like fourth game for him being back. I think um, he looked fine to me. I mean, I know people are fixated on wanting him to finish and get a goal. I think that's when everybody's going to start feeling like it's a different thing. But he plays well. He does what he does fine on the ball. And um, he's. He, I don't think he's an outcast on the team um, in, in the sense of like not be, like a being like a complete like disconnect because I don't see that. Um, I just think a lot of people are just waiting for that goal. And I, I just don't see it's necessary. I, as long as he plays well on the ball and, he's, and he lends his, his talents to the team, it's fine. I think the, the the problem that people are having is the and this is the well I don't want to say it's a geo effect because I'm sure uh, I mean the argument would have been made somewhere else as well but I think more so now with if he was a TAM player I think everybody would be okay I think I, right I, now people people's uh, real problem with him is that he's a DP and he's not putting up DP numbers. And he's not playing like a DP. I think that's where the problem uh, is coming in. Yeah, I, I honestly don't understand the harshness of, you know, like, oh, he's not living up to DP standards. When you had a guy who was sucking the DP resources out of your team for so long, Giggity. like anything that he's doing right now, anything positive that he's doing should be. Seen as like he's contributing, whether he's a tam yeah. player, whether he's a homegrown, whether he's the most expensive guy in the field. He's you see him out there. He's trying. Yeah, he's working. He's working he's for the team, and he cares. I, he I he may not be getting anyone... by defenders. He may not be you know lighting things up the way he did in 2017. But he's trying, and that to me 
is enough to and I'm not even thinking about it in terms of like he's a he he's a DP level, he's a TAM level cuz really yeah, I'm not seeing the, it that the, way either. There's there's like a there's like a $3,000 difference right now. Yeah, does it matter right now at this point? It doesn't matter. No, yeah. For me, he's done enough to earn a starting spot. Who are you going to put there? My my question to the people who are on the on the dreaming out train, who who starts in his place legitimately what, what? and puts and gives you the same production yeah, same output. Then, then the same output and effort that Alessandrini does. Nobody. I can, no. Well, Nobody I can answer. Well, I can answer that question. If if you were to trade Alessandrini to another team, no, 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 that would no. Yeah, well, who you, you is want the to player answer? that benches Alessandrini? Alessandrini stays on Hold the team. On. No, he's riding the bench. Who is that player? A, you ask a question, and no, you no, re, no. and you no, no, re, no. and you reinterpret it as. When you trade him, that's not what I asked. Right, I said, but that, who's but, outperforming but, him right now on the bench? When people are saying Alessandrini out, they're not saying bench him. They're saying get rid of them all together to open up a DP slot to fill. That's what they're saying. They're not saying bench him. They're saying get rid of him to open the DP to, to open up another DP slot to bring in a player that fits the system. That's what they're doing. They're not asking them to be benched. So to answer your question, that's the answer. You go off and find that player that fits your system. That's who you replace him with. That's what people are asking for right now. Not that he's to be benched for someone who is, who is going to perform more uh, better than he is uh, on the team right now. That's not what they're saying. They're saying what they have a problem with. They're not questioning his heart. They're not questioning his work rate, his dedication, or anything like that. They're questioning his performance as a DP. And that is a geo effect because we've already pissed away so much money on a guy with that status. Why would we ever consider still doing that same, again? Still, it's, it's not. Still, it's still and not I agree. equivalent at all. I'm, not, I, I, yeah. I'm not on that train, but I'm telling you where they're coming from. That's where the train is coming from. They're coming from, you know what? You're not, you're not um, performing right now. Let's trade you while someone still wants you and bring in a DP guy that fits under the system and our team just gets stronger. That's where it's that's where the train is headed. It's not bench him and put Pontius in or put Boateng in. It's trade him from the team to open up a slot. It's still too it's still too quick and early to, I think, to make those I, calls. I, I think Allison and I agree. I think Allison Drini has earned more than just two games of our patience or three games now. Um, I, and I, absolutely. And you have to remember, and he's not playing awful either. So it's just like, it's not, it's, you you have to remember that when Allison Gini was brought in, he was the best player on the team. It was supposed to be Gio's team, but it was Allison Gini's team in 2018. We saw when he came back from injury, he was like, okay, you know what? Uh, I have to kind of refine my footing here because I was always the guy. Now we have Zlatan. Now we have, you know, other guys that can actually pick up. Yeah. Everybody's uh, being a bit competent now. Right. (laughs) And now under a new coach coming back from injury, I got to relearn this system. I got to go under what he wants. And again, the focus is not on him. So I think he has to find his footing again. And I believe he's earned, uh, Sometime, some like our patients. I, I really do. I, I, I'm not really on the Alessandrini out train. I know where you guys are coming from. I just think you guys are really quick to pull the trigger uh, on that. I, I agree that he looks somewhat disconnected from the team, but it's not to the point where it's like 
um, you know, poisonous it's, in the. It's bottom. not a problem, right? It's now. not a problem it's right now. It's not a or problem least, right now. It's not a problem until it is. Although I, I, I will say this: if I had to take a guess, if Alessandrini is in a Galaxy uniform next season, I would say no. Yeah. As of right now, I would say no <clears throat> that they would not resign him. So oh, yeah, we need to see what the, what the rest of the season happens. But yeah, yeah, but. Uh, but all, all in all, like I said, uh, I thought he had uh, a pretty decent second half, uh, certainly better than the first half. And hopefully, um, you know, he, he gets that goal in and, you know, his confidence just kind of shoots up. Maybe he just needs that one goal to just kind of like get going. And um, I mean, I'm obviously rooting for the guy. I'm not, I mean, I'm not hoping for him to fail to for you because I want him out. So uh, I'm rooting for the guy. Um, I, I think he deserves it. I think he's done more than enough uh, in the past to deserve it. So certainly more than what Gio has done, ever did. Oh, God, so. it's such a totally night and day situation when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. So. Yep, mm-hmm. it is. Um, um, but, yeah. Juninho also got some minutes in this game? He got one minute. One minute? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one minute. Yep. And I think it was, yep. he, was, he was thinking about actually taking a strike when the whistle blew. Yeah, he yeah. really was. I was like, dude, are you serious? Like, I seriously, like, he had this look on his face like, are you serious? Like, mm-hmm. come on, I finally yep. got my chance here. I saw him do the little, like, step up, ready to take it. It's all over. He's like, oh. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it, it, it was good to see Janina back, even if it was for a minute. I mean, he got, I mean, he got a... Uh, a very very nice welcome from the crowd. Yes, uh, when he came in. So I mean, obviously we know what Junina means to this team and his organization and to the fans. Is it this the, the second time he's already this... been on on the pitch? Because I remember being there when they did it the first time. I mean, it was just a few minutes too. But no, that that, that was a uh, that was a preseason game. Yeah, was that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Huh. He has a. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> It was nice to hear everybody do the uh, the Juninho chant, for sure. Yeah, yeah, good 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 times then, and good for him. Uh, hopefully, uh, I mean, it, uh, with that galactic triangle, it's going to be really difficult for him to get any minutes to be uh, or any any yeah. meaningful minutes. Uh, you would yeah, need... he's, he's meant to be a sub. I mean, yeah, that's that's what he's meant to be. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's more of a moral support there in the locker room and like that veteran like. Look, he, he's an MLS Cup champion. He he knows what it takes, and you know maybe he's he's just there for that like you know morale boost. Because um, if he's playing, you you have a slew of injuries, and you definitely don't want that. Yeah, I guess. I just I just wouldn't see them doing a whole signing of that just for a morale boost. I mean, just hire him into the office then. But hire him into the office. Um, none of the match for you guys. Bobby? The closer. No. <laughs> um, I actually really don't have a man of the match of this game again. I don't I'm I'm not gonna always have one every week. But I mean I'm I'm I mean honestly, we couldn't have gotten out of that game without Zlatan. Honestly. Um and it could have gone a lot more higher scored. So I'll just I'm gonna default it to him because he had a he had a pretty good game and he, he made a lot of smart decisions that led us into uh winning that game. Um Oh God! It, it, it's funny that he uses his. Uh, I'm defaulting to Slatan because I kind of feel the same way that I am defaulting to him 
Uh, I mean, he got the two goals. Well, I mean, when he's when he's making the goals and getting us the wins, I mean, it's not right, really like yeah. it's not really yeah. like, no. oh well, well, then I'll give it to that guy. Then I mean, he did do the job. He, right. he, here's the reason. Here's the reason why I say I'm defaulting it to him. And obviously, getting two goals is nothing to just overlook, regardless of who you are. Um, we know goals are hard to come by, but. The reason I'm saying that is, and I alluded to, and I, and I mentioned this, I think the last podcast, uh, while the game was going on, uh, I think maybe like, I think maybe with 10 minutes left, I think Gessman tweeted that his man of the match was Jonathan. And he said, I'm well aware that Zlatan has a brace, but what Jonathan is doing is really opening up for what Zlatan is able to do. And I don't disagree with him. I agree with him 100%. But I said last week that, you know what? I, I, I've hit a point with Jonathan where, like, yeah, this is business as usual. Like, I get it. Like, this is what he's going to do. Because if that's the case, I would just... <laughs> but that's be, the thing. I would have him man of the match every week. Yeah, so but that's it, the thing, too, with Zlatan. I mean, he's doing what he needs to do. Right. But, 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 so but it's kind of standard. No, too. it is. It is. And that's why I'm... And, and I kind of feel the same way. Like, as you said, I kind of feel the same way with Zlatan. Like, dude, Zlatan's going to score. He's going to do what Zlatan does. But because he has those two goals on paper, I default to him. That's what I'm. That's what I was going with. That yeah. is that I, I I can say either one of those two guys are like probably just as equally important. In fact, I can even argue that Jonathan is more important to the galaxy than Zlatan is, because we've seen the team function without Zlatan. I promise you, you don't want to see the team without Jonathan. Oh, I promise you, it. you don't want to see. It. You're, we are oh, gonna you're see good. It. I know we're gonna see it, but you're gonna see the drop off. You yeah. will definitely see the drop off. So. uh... So yeah, my man of the match by default, so weird to say, uh, I'm glad Bobby said it too, is Latan. Well, I'm gonna go against the green with you guys. Um, my man of the match, not by default. I think he fully earns it, and not because of the brace, and not because his name is Zlatan Ibrahimovic. I think that the man of the match honors goes to Zlatan simply because <gasps> shocking. He's I know, <gasps> huh? Um, simply because he's out there being a leader. He is de facto leader. He in in the way that Robbie Keane was the leader of this team for so long, um, he is pushing everybody to be better. Don't sit on being happy with, oh, we got to win at home. No, we need to be better than this. And this is why Zlatan, I think, it, this is where where Zlatan earns his money. He's teaching these guys to aim higher. So for me, this is why Zlatan is man of the match. I almost said that like Zlatan. No, you didn't. So yeah, I mean, I mean, that's all standard. That's that's all really standard things of who Zlatan's personality is. I mean, we saw that even in our losing season last season, um, he is that kind of person. It's just now that that we have a team that's not that's not crying about it and dis- and realizing that yeah you know what you're right we do need to be tougher we do need to be stronger you know and 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 that criticism doesn't break them down yeah um it looks like they're getting mentally tougher which is uh it's very important. encouraging to see yeah it's, it's extremely it's, important it's important especially in a long mls season and one that is condensed the one that where the playoffs is going to be a, a grind because of the the shortened schedule, so or the more packed schedule, I guess I should say. So, yeah. 
it's 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 a good thing and 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 again it's the first week of april it's the second week of april um long time ago yeah right so there's there's still a long way to go so it's good to see um so moving on the galaxy have signed a new defender long 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 flirted with giancarlo gonzalez is now officially a member of the la galaxy uh, he joined the team last week. He was training. Uh, he did not make the 18 because of, um, I guess, uh, paperwork. We're still they were still waiting for paperwork. Uh, so he he didn't he didn't go on uh, on Saturday, but I expect him to be available on Friday. Um, guy who's coming from Italy. He has played with the Costa Rican national team. Uh, I expect he's going to be with the Costa Rican national team when the Gold Cup comes around, so we're probably going to lose him for a little while. But Giancarlo Gonzalez is now official. Uh, does Dan Serres lose his spot? I think he does. There's no reason yeah, for him to, probably. to. There's no reason to, for to sign a guy like that and not start him. I think it's unfortunate. But that's just kind of the reality of the situation. And here's the thing. I, I think it's it sucks for Daniel Starez because he's been arguably our best defender. I think that it's a big injustice to have just this guy sign on and not, quote unquote, earn his starting spot. But let's just step back for a little bit. Here's a guy who is coming from Serie A. Here is a guy who's played in a World Cup. Here's a guy that is, skill-wise, significantly better than Daniel Steris. Now, whether that transforms into good form in MLS and on the Galaxy is yet to be seen. But when you can bring in a player like that, that has a greater skill level and still have a solid backup, uh, um, you have good depth, you are building a championship team here. You're not just building a paper team. You're in it for the long haul. I think a lot of people are missing that point, that you're at least signing on someone that you think is going to fit the system better, is going to be better, and you're going to be stronger for it. And if something were to happen, as you said, uh, he, he's very well might be at the Gold Cup, you know that you have a solid backup now. Instead of having like, oh shit, who do we put in there? Well, we got Hugo Ariano. Um, do we throw you know throw him in there? You know, I think a lot of people are missing that point that your well, that your team is getting stronger, even you, though you, it is one hundred percent unfair. But that is also the nature of the business that that's going to happen. That this, do you think that this kills Dan Stares's confidence and his form? This is where I have to put my faith in Scaloto. It is his job to explain to him what I mean. I don't think, honestly, the way this team is being managed, um, and I'm talking from you know Teclosa because he's at the top right now. I don't think that Dan Steris is being blindsided. I'm pretty sure they talked to him. I'm pretty sure they told him. This is your role. Yeah, that doesn't seem like this that, that would be the type of thing that this team would be acting yeah. as. Yeah, I, I think he's well aware of what's going to happen. I think he's well aware of what they expect from him. Um, I'm pretty sure that Skeleton may be doing some sort of damage control in 
look, we're bringing this guy, but this is what we need from you. This is what we're asking of you. This is what we're trying to do here. You know, I, I think that there, I'm not sure if it really messes up his form because, I mean, we never really even considered him being a top defender to begin with. I think this that was Skeletos doing. I think that he, he will handle this situation. I think it's being handled. I don't think it should be an issue in the locker room. I don't think it should be a mental issue. Um, he should be fine. But I I got to say that if Gonzalez doesn't pan out the way that they're hoping and all of a sudden the defense looks a little shaky, I'm hoping that Steris goes back in there. Okay, not working out. Go back to what was working. Um, so so that, that brings me to what I said about I don't think – Gonzalez starts, or sorry, I don't think that Steris loses his spot. Um, or no, what did I say? What what the hell did I say? I said I don't think Arajo starts this weekend. Um, <laughs> I, was, I, was, like, I was trying to figure out like what I, was it? I'm like, I did he even say that? I don't no, remember I him saying. <laughs> um, because uh, Raw Filter went down, and uh, this and and I, this was brought up on Corner of the Galaxy by Josh Kessman. Um, People, Gonzalez has played right back for Costa Rica before. And right now, we don't have a right back because Rolf Felcher went down. So it's very possible that the simplest solution is to put Gonzalez in at right back, at least until Felcher makes his way back, and then they can figure out where the depth chart lies. So that, that would be really interesting because, I mean, if you're putting in – if you were to start Gonzalez and it takes Steris a spot, Steris is only a center back. He wouldn't be able to switch over to right back. Right. You would you would then have a completely new back line, and that could be um, very troublesome. You have a 17 year old right back, a guy who's making his debut in center back, Diego Polenta, as good as he is, I think still has some sort of footing. I think he's, he's he's getting there, but I still think that he needs a little bit more footing and to put in another guy who's just coming off and say, okay, now this guy has to get assimilated to MLS. I'm not really sure Polenta's the guy to be there and say, I figured this league out quite yet. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then you have Shelvick. Polenta's a little shy. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's worth noting because you have a guy who, you know, when if you need somebody to assert himself um and sort of be the general of that back line i don't know if it's polenta yeah well i mean I, i'm not sure I, I i i think he was probably brought in there for that maybe that's what they're bringing gonzalez in for i don't know but uh yeah if you're starting gonzalez in that center back and you're starting a rahul in that right back you've got a really sketchy back line there and they, they may very well play well and good enough against houston at home but who knows uh, once you get to better competition how that works out uh it would be interesting to see if if they stick uh gonzalez in there at right back and um not a 17 year old i mean you can't really i think that was one of the the concerns in the preseason is that you were really thin at right back and we know that araho was kind of a desperation signing so maybe it wasn't their top choice but yeah it, it's gonna uh, be really interesting to see what lineup uh comes out on um on Friday. I still think Araujo starts. 
Uh, okay, we'll see. Um, I I just think that um, as Guestman pointed out, like the less changes you have to make, the better. And I mean, you right. said it. You don't want to throw a, a, a brand new back line out there. So, um, you know, maybe Araujo starts and Gonzalez sits, um, like you said. But you know, we'll see. We nobody knows that unless uh, or, or uh, uh, nobody knows that. But Valdecantos and uh, Scaloto twins. Yeah, well, I mean, I, when I understand the whole, the, the less you change, the better. But if you're putting in a guy who's never played in the league before. That's a major change compared to a guy who at least has been training with the team and understands the system. Even if he is 17 years old, he's got an idea of what is expected of him and what the coach wants from him. So uh, maybe that's the less of a change mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. of the two. I don't know. You can make that argument. But. Um, I, I will say that um, Gonzalez uh, did look really good in training today. Um, I got a chance to go to Galaxy training uh, again, I'm going to keep saying his name because he's killing it in balls and beers. Mark Villa, a uh, friend of the show, invited um, us to to grab. He had an extra spot for the uh, training session today. Um, I was the only one that could make it, so I took him up on the offer and I went to Galaxy Training. Uh, they, they worked on the press the entire session. I mean, like, that's all they did. They started out in the gym. Uh, they, they, the Galaxy rep actually came out and told us that they were going to be <clears throat> starting a little late. The practice will start at 10. Um, they pushed it back to 1040 because they were getting a session in at the gym. And then they went outside um, and, uh, and, and basically just worked on the press. And I don't think they got a break the entire session. They worked from 10 to noon. And they were just working, 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 working the press. Um, it, was, it was interesting to see because... Toward the end of the day, you could see where the legs were getting tired and um, a few mistakes were being made. But then you had Alessandrini out there just like ripping into people like, hey, come on, keep going. We got to keep, you know, we got to get another one. Like, I I think his side was down. So um, he was out there being really vocal. Like he got really animated at at points Um, the way that we see him on the field where he um was trying to get guys moving and whenever his team you know did whatever it was they were supposed to be doing scoring or 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 uh keeping the other team from scoring he was like full-on celebrating that like it was a game situation so um again nice to see somebody like Alison Greening taking that so sort of vocal leadership role in practice I mean, that's that 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 is the type of player that he is. He's always been vocal. He's always been passionate, and he's always been competitive. I I I can't imagine that a guy who's like that in the games isn't like that during practices. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no surprise, at least from my end, to uh, to you know that you're saying something like that. Yeah. Um, and it's always something that uh, fans appreciate, and they should appreciate that a guy who's you know genuinely loves being on your team and wants to play for your team is doing everything he can to make sure that team is going forward. Yeah, so. but get him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Open up that DP slot for somebody who would 
Who actually yeah. cares? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's preview the next game. Come on, let's move on. All right. Uh, next game, Viernes de Football, as uh, uh, Galaxy Outsider Madame Serrano uh, put it. This is uh, the Galaxy versus Houston on Good Friday, so we hope that it will be a good result for Galaxy fans. Um, a lot of people are saying this might be a little bit of a revenge match. For How the, long did it take uh, you to come up with that, David? Uh, on the spot. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, it still took you too long, though. <laughs> you, <laughs> you don't see it written down, so it's on the spot. A lot of people are saying that this is the sort of revenge game from the uh, last game of the season last year where they knocked us out of the playoffs. I disagree. I don't think that uh, one game in, in the beginning of May. I'm not feeling that at all. Yeah. Is, is no. going to make up for for that failure. Um, no, not at all. Not at all. Not a revenge game. Get your three points. Move you're on. You're just trying you to attach el- some, a meaning yeah. to something. Like yeah, if if you if you can eliminate them in the playoffs, that was your revenge. It's not beating them in some regular season game that yeah, has no implications as of yet. So Houston comes in undefeated, and um, you know I I don't know if they've played a ton of good competition, but. You know, they 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 haven't. They 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 have four wins, and they're coming from the the, the bottom feeders of MLS. I think uh, their only quote unquote good win was uh, I think their second game of the season at home against Montreal. Montreal currently sitting third in the Eastern Conference, um, but they beat Colorado, they beat San Jose, they beat Vancouver. Not anything to be. Um, you know, super proud about. Yeah, super proud about. Like, but the game that yeah. you should be winning. Yeah. Well, but I mean, they have the standings. They look good because of it. Uh, I mean, it's on paper. I think that's what I'm that saying. On paper, they look good because it, of it. On paper, I'm not saying as uh, the team. Here's the thing. I, I think last year I, I said it throughout balls and beers that Houston was a disappointment. I think they played below where I think they should have been. Um, I think they underperformed last season. This season. Is still to be determined because they haven't played anyone that really shows what type of team they are. I mean, you're being the bottom feeders and you should be better than those teams. So you're not really telling me, okay, are you a playoff team? Are you a bubble team? Are you an elite team? Because you haven't played anybody else outside of the bottom feeders. So the game on Friday is actually a really big test for Houston. This is their toughest test to date or the toughest game uh, to date for them going on the road to a hot galaxy team. We're currently sitting third in the supporter shield race. If you're already keeping track of that, um, the galaxy are undefeated at home. They're four. zero. this is a game that will probably show what, what, what Houston is made of um, a little bit more than what you can tell from the galaxy. I think the galaxy are a better team than Houston. I think that beating Philadelphia is probably a better result than beating Houston. That's just me personally, since I think Houston's on the bubble and I think Philadelphia is a playoff team. But it's going to be interesting. I think for me, the X factor is the back line. Does Araujo start? Does Gonzalez throw the chemistry off? Uh, How does that happen? And if Houston can pounce on the unfamiliar 
you know, a possible unfamiliarity in that back line, it could be a trap game for the Galaxy. But all in all, that midfield, if they're working on the press all day today, that, that midfield is going to absolutely suffocate Houston. And all they need is the uh, same thing, just a couple goals and making sure that they're not letting up. So I, I, yeah. I think that uh, I, I think the Galaxy have a pretty good shot uh, uh, coming out of this uh, with uh, a 5-0 home record and staying uh, at the top of the, uh, the, the Western Conference. And, and something's got to give somewhere because uh, the two teams that are ahead of them, LFC and Seattle, they do play this weekend. So something has got to give. Some points will be dropped, whether it's a draw or somebody wins. Some point will be dropped. So this is a chance for the Galaxy to move into, into at least second place. Well, I think I think the, the ideal thing is a draw between those two teams, right? No, the ideal thing is for Seattle. Two Seattle, Seattle winning that game. Mm. If this was uh, if this was in September and we're needing to gain points, then yes, it, the draw would be ideal. We're in April. Fuck LAFC. Seattle is going to win that game. Here, so. here. Here, here. Here, here. Bang the gavel, Bobby. Oh, I don't have it. Oh, come on. <laughs> you got to be ready. You got to be ready, Bobby. Where's your fucking gavel? Sorry. That's in my courtroom. <laughs> I'm in we my told podcast you, room. We told you from the first episode, at some point, you may need it. This was the time. Ugh. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to combine my my court show with my podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. Can I use that prop for my cam show? No, 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 no. It's not. The, oh, it's it's uh, no. past ten thirty. Oh, it's past ten thirty. All right. The galaxy, no. the, that, that gavel stays I, I, external, I am, Lewis. It stays I'm external. Doing, I'm doing this podcast <laughs> with no pants on. Judge, <laughs> Judge, Judge Bobby, the galaxy stand accused of. Letting up in the second half. How do you plead, Galaxy? <laughs> Guilty. All right. Uh, do we have anything else? I do have one more thing. Um, I just want to give a big shout out to Mark Villa, who again uh, invited us to uh, to go see training today. Are you um, dating him? I've heard his name so much today. This is a Mark Via heavy <laughs> show, I know. Um, but I, I, I gotta say, yeah, I got, I gotta say that um, the dude is. We were we were talking about um, sort of his status among the, the the cult heroes of of Galaxy lore, and I told him that, you know, my my first real introduction of him was when he yelled at Chris Klein at the. Um, the like season ticket member event two years ago, Bobby, when he, when he yelled at, I remember. At, yeah. When he's like, you, you lied to AJ and <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I don't want said, you around in Thanksgiving, <laughs> <laughs> but, but the dude genuinely is a super nice, super, Oh yeah. Um, just like cool guy to be around. And so I'm so thankful that he, uh, he extended that invitation to us and that I was able to go, um, so thank you very much, Mark. And also uh, some of the other guys that I met and hung out with today, Danny, Eric, and of course, always at those events one way or another, Eddie from uh, from the Nag Boys. Um, we had lunch. We talked Galaxy. We talked Tam and Gam and MLS Transparency. Um, it was it was one of those moments where I was just like, where I, I, I think I've told you guys before, where 
I hear people at work like go deep, deep, deep into inside baseball on football, on baseball, on basketball. And I don't have that with MLS except for with you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, Today I got a a little taste of that with, you know, with these guys. And and I'm just really happy that I got that sort of like moment. Like, yes, I can say Tam and everyone immediately knows what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) So I was very thankful for that. And, uh, and uh, so, yeah, shouts to Mark. Thank you, Mark. All right. Well, anything, Lewis? Any more? One last thing. That that's gonna be quick. Not another thirty minutes. No, I'm good. All right. Whoa. All right. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. This is LA is our house, episode one fifty four. I'm here with David and Lewis. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. And this is Bobby. Let's get another win, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to LA Is Our House. Make sure you check out our website, laisourhouse.com, where you can find all our social sites. Also, listen in to Balls In Beers, our weekly MLS prediction show, where you can find on iTunes and Spotify. Hit that subscribe button. 